This podcast is sponsored by Elvi, who makes smart technology products for women and birthing people, including the innovative pelvic floor trainer, LV Trainer, and their amazing hands-free electric breast pump range, including the LV Pump and LV Stride. LV find new solutions and create smart products, whilst leading taboo-busting conversations. What I think makes LV so amazing and a brand I love and admire is their commitment to develop innovative products using the latest technology to address issues predominantly experienced by women that have long been overlooked. We all know our bodies are pretty incredible. We can choose to actually grow and feed mini-humans. LV believes that we shouldn't have to make do with shoddy design or pink spin-offs. Our smart bodies deserve to have smart tech to support us. LV's mission is to improve our lives through smarter technology. What's not to love? Just a warning, this episode does contain some adult language, so please listen with care, especially if little ears are around. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And if you can spare the time to write a review, please do. It would make my day. Welcome to Up The Duff Pod, a brand new pregnancy, birth and parenting podcast brought to you by The Positive Birth Company. In this first series, we are diving straight in at the deep end and tackling taboos. The everyday stuff most people experience after having a baby, but which nobody likes to talk about. I'll be chatting to friends of The Positive Birth Company about their experiences, as well as sharing my own, on everything from poo, wee, mind, body, sex and bodily fluids. If it's a bit gross or a bit embarrassing, you can be sure we've got it covered. Before I go any further and introduce this week's guest, I should probably let you know who I am. My name is Siobhan Miller, my pronouns are she, her. I am a mum to three boys who I co-parent with their dad and I am currently pregnant with my fourth baby and I'm doing it solo by choice. I'm also the founder of The Positive Birth Company and the author of Hypnobirthing, Practical Ways to Make Your Birth Better. I love talking about everything relating to pregnancy, birth and the postpartum period. And because I'm lucky enough to have done it a fair few times, I can confidently say, been there, done that, got the t-shirt, to most of the things we'll be discussing, from poo dramas to leaky boobs. And I'll be sure to share my stories in the hope they help you feel less embarrassed and, at the very least, so you know you are not alone. Today I'm recording at the Soho Live studios in central London, and I'm joined by someone I've been lucky enough to work with previously on a number of projects and anti-racism initiatives. She is the co-founder of Five Times More, creator of the Mums and Tea platform and community network, and runs a small business called Learning with Ez. If that doesn't keep her busy enough, she is also a mum to two under four. Welcome to the pod, Tinike. Thank you so much for having me. I know how busy you are and how many plates you're spinning, so I'm really grateful you've been able to find the time to come today and record with me. Of course, like I'll drop it all to come and talk about, talk what about we. Talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're going to be talking about something that affects a lot of people in pregnancy and after birth, but it's still pretty taboo, probably because it can feel a little bit embarrassing. We're going to be talking about we. Yep, pissing yourself, full-blown accidents, little leaks and the near misses. We're going to be sharing our personal experiences and hopefully normalise talking about what is a really common issue for people, especially those who are pregnant or have given birth. We're going to try and laugh rather than cry <laughs> about our mishaps 
And although neither of us are experts, we are going to offer some advice at the end of this episode and signpost you to where you need to go for help, because that's key to know. If you do suffer with bladder weakness, urgency or incontinence, you don't have to take out shares in Tenor Lady or live like this forever. It can be fixed. So stick around and we'll get to that bit. Absolutely. So Tineke, apart from all the amazing work you do through Five Times More to raise awareness of the racial disparity in maternal mortality rates, which we'll get to, I'm sure, you also share your experiences of motherhood through your blog and YouTube channel, Mums and Tea. And you recently shared a really great reel where you talked about this very topic. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's right. It kind of goes something like, because of you and then (laughs) sing it again sing it louder (laughs) because of you (laughs) and the the little caption at the bottom is mum how come you close your legs when you sneeze cross your legs yeah Yeah, cross your legs when you sneeze a classic mum move absolutely i love that because of you kid because of you yeah yeah literally because of you and all the comments Everyone was like, LOL, don't tell our secrets. This is so funny. And yes, whilst we're making jest of it, it's it's actually something that's quite serious. Yeah, and I shared that reel and I put a little vote up on my own stories. Like, do you relate? And it was like 100% 100%, yes. So like absolutely everyone. (laughs) It is quite common. Also back in 2018, even, you shared a blog post about it. Again, loads and loads of people relating. So why do you think it's so important for us to talk about this? Absolutely. That actual... um, Blog post, yeah, Yeah, the blog post, yeah. yeah. One of the quotes on there is, surely this can't be. I'm not five years old. How come I can't hold in a piss anymore? And I was so, it was- And was this after the birth of your first baby? This was after the birth. I did have an incident whilst I was pregnant. And after this particular incident, I was just like, I've got to do something about this because this is actually getting embarrassing now. And so many people were, you know, obviously laughing, but like, no, this is actually- quite a serious topic and and thank you for sharing this this. yeah (laughs) thank you for sharing this because I thought I was alone but clearly I'm not which is really good feedback absolutely yeah Yeah. so you think it's important to share so that people know that they're not the only one Yeah, yeah and I agree and I think that the only thing that happens if people don't talk about it is everyone suffers in silence thinking they're the only one but we know that's definitely not the case Now, I have poo stories galore, (laughs) which I shared in the first episode of the podcast, and I know you do too, but not so many wee ones. Now, I don't think I'm being smug because I literally have shared how I pooed myself, but something that I am pretty proud of is the fact that after three kids, I can still go on a trampoline. But there definitely seems to be this kind of universal belief or kind of expectation that if you've had a baby... If you go on a trampoline, you run the risk of wetting yourself, which would suggest it's pretty common. And yet still people don't tend to talk openly about incontinence. So to test my hypothesis, I thought we could try and ring some people from our phone book at random, people who haven't had children, and ask them why they think people who have just had babies can't go on trampolines and see what they say. Now, it could all go very wrong and they could have no idea. But if they say what I think they might say, then I think that will confirm that actually, this is like the worst kept secret. People know that this happens, they just don't talk about it. So I'm gonna ring my brother. He's definitely never had any kids and I haven't given him a heads up at all. So this is completely live and unscripted. In fact, he may not even answer, but we'll give it a go. Let's do it. I hope he's not gonna embarrass me. So we're gonna try ringing my brother Mike on loudspeaker, see what he says. Hey Mike. Hi. 
I'm calling you from um, the Soho Live Studios. No, <laughs> I'm recording. I'm recording a podcast. I just want to warn you that you are being recorded. But um, now that you mention it, I have forgotten my keys, so I will be ringing you later about that too. Um, anyway, I'm just. I've got a question for you, and I wondered if you could answer it, or if you might know the answer. If you've had a baby, why should you not jump on a trampoline? Prolapse. <laughs> That's quite close, but what would be the consequence of that? You think that jumping on the trampoline would give you a prolapse, or you think that you might have yeah, the G force? <laughs> the G force. <laughs> <laughs> I think you might weaken some some muscles in there. Right, and and what might be the consequence of that? <laughs> this, is, this is not the answer I was looking for, but it's in this similar region to what I was hoping for. But okay. A for effort. A for effort. Thank you. The the answer was wetting oneself. Okay. Speak later. Bye. Bye. Well, that proves I really didn't give him a heads up. That's I really, hilarious. But prolapse is quite close. I thought he was the same I thought he was gonna get there, but that was a lot more severe. <laughs> So extreme. So extreme. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to happen, people. Please don't worry about that. <laughs> right. Who are you going to call? I'm going to call one of my besties, Lola. So let's try Lola. And she's not had... She's not had no. any kids, no. Come on, Lola. Come on, Lola. Now I'm worried about what she's going to think. Come on, Lola. Come on, Lolly. She's probably in a meeting. She's we're disturbing people at work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People with real jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they, <laughs> where they can't answer their phones. That's funny. Um, I got a real job. Right. The honor it is. I love his message of me. Hi, I'm in the office. Yo, much. Yo, what go on, B? Not so much. Man's ear in it. Don't know. <laughs> so, I must warn you. I'm recording a podcast at the moment and you are being recorded. What? <laughs> Don't worry, be yourself, fam. Be yourself. Okay. It's abs- absolutely hilarious that the first thing we do is like, yo, fam, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> we are no, so no. South London. But I have... That's how it goes. I have a question. Why is it that it's believed that mothers shouldn't jump on a trampoline if they've had a baby? I didn't know that was a rule. Oh, really? It's not really a rule, but like, now you've heard that, what do you think? If they what do, could what could happen? <laughs> what could go wrong? More blood comes out. Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> 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 I'm excited. <laughs> well, it's close, bodily fluids. Yeah. On bodily. a trampoline. Okay, 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 not okay. Maybe you're thinking straight after birth. Okay, what about me now? Like, I've had Eden, she's two. Mm-hmm. If I went on a trampoline, what could potentially happen? What could go wrong? Eden can want to jump on the trampoline as well. Well, I'll put you out of your misery. We're talking about we on the podcast, and the popular belief is that if you go on a trampoline as a mom, you might wet yourself because of, you know, incontinence issues and stuff like that. And I thought this was general no. public knowledge, but clearly it's yeah, not. I don't clearly think this it is. is actually <laughs> no, just public I would've, knowledge I would've, when you've had I would've a kid. I would have never known that. I would have never known that, I promise mm-hmm. you. Okay. We've ruined it for now. Yeah, we have. No. Sorry, sorry, sorry Apologies. Why are you saying sorry? <laughs> Put you off having kids. <laughs> oh, I don't jump on a trampoline anyway. So. Okay, no loss, no loss. <laughs> I love it, I love it. All right, in a bit, G. All right, in a bit, man. All right, bye. Bye. Well, 
that didn't go quite the way I I expected. Definitely didn't. I think we would have got a different outcome if we'd rung people that actually had had children. Because once you've had children, you know that you can't be jumping up and down confidently. Maybe it's just in the sphere of yeah. like we're so in the bubble motherhood. Of, of, of parenting. Yeah, parenthood. That we're like everyone knows. And then you actually ring someone outside and they're like, Yeah, I've got no idea. No, don't have a clue what oh you're on about. Gosh, well, we haven't got any statistically significant findings no. to support our <laughs> no, hypothesis we, at this point. Yes, we definitely but, don't. But we have zero out on, Moving on past that. Also, just to be really clear, jumping on a trampoline, you're not going to start bleeding <laughs> and you're not going to have a prolapse by jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> It's fine to not, trampoline. not correct. At worst, you might have a little leak, but you're not going to have a prolapse. Oh my God. So extreme. Well, moving on, I think that I haven't got anything to prove it now, but just anecdotally, I think that everybody who's had a child knows that you're likely to have some bladder weakness because obviously the weight of the baby in pregnancy for nine months and then having to push a baby out vaginally but even if you have given birth by cesarean you've still carried a baby mm. for nine months and that is going to weaken a lot of muscles so I think most people who've had a baby know about it you agree oh absolutely <laughs> but people still don't talk about it yeah and we know that silence and shame about anything like this just prevents people from getting help and so although it's very common I guess the thing I want people to know is that it shouldn't become your new forever normal I'm not saying you're abnormal because it's really, really common, mm -hmm. but you don't have to live like it forever. Yeah, and yeah. you can absolutely get help, whether that's through a specialist physio, a women's health physio, doing pelvic floor exercises. But we'll get to that at the end, how yeah. to fix the problem. But do you think that the main reason people don't talk about it or seek help is because of embarrassment? I think it is, definitely. I like even just the, the caption, you know, on that post. Yeah. Like, Am I five years old? How come? Yeah. You, you automatically think, oh, well, there's only children we on yeah. themselves. You know, and it's a bit like, oh, it's a bit embarrassing. It's a bit shameful. Yeah. It's a tiny bit of a taboo. You know, I'm an adult. How come I can't control my bladder? Yeah. So I think that that's definitely got something to play. But I think, like you said, it's, it's a huge thing and it's common. Yeah. And I think the more people speak out about it, and once people realise that it's number one, eight, like preventable and mm. treatable, yeah. it won't be so much of a taboo. Quote because unquote. I think there are lots of people that live like it for years and years and years, like thinking their whole lives, normal. thinking it's just something got put up with. Yeah. And that's what I think. I think, as well as there's definitely shame around wetting yourself, of course, it's embarrassing. But I think in a weird way, also, it's like normalised in our society that that's something that happens if you have a kid. Mm. And I think if you, if you think about adverts for any kind of sanitary wear, you see adverts on TV all the time, mm. right? And in magazines about promoting sanitary wear for those little leaks. And I think in a way then it kind of normalises it that you think, well, I'll just buy sanitary wear because that's the solution. You never see advertising about how to get the problem fixed or sorted. And I don't want to rant about capitalism and patriarchy in like every single episode <laughs> that I record. <laughs> but I do think that there are companies that make money off people being incontinent absolutely and as we know historically all of the big corporations in the world are run by men it's very much a, a woman's issue not exclusively but predominantly and therefore I think historically there's been little interest in developing things to help people improve their kind of bladder control because it's not been at the forefront of these men's minds when they're like running their companies I don't know if yeah. you think there's any truth in that but... no 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 I think there's definitely truth in it it's almost like Here's an advert for a sanitary towel or, you know, one of those nappies, which are really good after you give birth, by <laughs> yeah. the way. They're, there's a time and a place. There's, there's, there's a time and a place, but it's never, 
have you done your pelvic floor yeah. exercises today? You don't see adverts it is, it is like a that. Reminder or for to like do devices your, you know, that might help or, exactly. or anything like that. Or anything like that. Um, There's nothing. It's it's more... Live with it. Yeah, live with it. And it's, buy this thing. Yeah, it's, it's not prevention rather than cure. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like, okay, here's the solution, but... You know, why don't we actually get to the root cause of it? Yeah, there's never there's, adverts for no, that. No, but well, for sure, how I think money from that? if men were walking around wetting themselves on the daily, it would be a different outcome. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. The Positive Birth Company offers award-winning online courses that are affordable, accessible and inclusive, giving you on-demand access to leading experts whenever you need them. You can watch on any device from anywhere in the world at any time of day or night. They are also the creators of the Freya app, the world's first virtual birth partner app and produce tons of free resources and workshops to help you navigate everything from the early days and weeks after birth, breastfeeding, bottle feeding and baby loss, as well as specific workshops for LGBTQ parents and black women and birthing people. All of these workshops are completely free and you can find them on the Positive Birth Company's YouTube channel. And if you're pregnant and looking to connect with others who are due at the same time, then go to the Positive Birth Company's Facebook page and hit the Groups tab to find your bump club. These groups are free to join and are a great place to go for support, advice and solidarity. You might even make a friend for life. Again, I'll be sure to include links to everything I've mentioned in the show notes. It's time we lighten the mood. Yeah. Um, and perhaps shared some of our own mishaps, which we can laugh about. <laughs> now. Know. Laugh about now. <laughs> we did promise some laughs. So I know you've shared things in the past. So have you got a story for us? I do. I do. So I have a story. I remember being about eight months pregnant. I was still, this is obviously pre-pandemic. We're talking almost five years. Five, first yeah. baby. Yeah, first baby. So this is like something that had never happened to you before. Never. Unexpected. Absolutely never happened to me before. Five years ago, because um, he's about to be five and I was eight months pregnant so yeah in the month of August I guess commuting into work oh my god having to stand on a packed train literally packed like sardines and I did the sniss the sniss what's the sniss sneezing and piss at the same time oh no how bad was it It was Was it a little leak or was it a full blown it was bad it was it was bad enough for me to jump off at the next stop run to the nearest Marks and Spencers look for new pants and tights and end up coming in late for work and having to explain to my manager why I was late thank god she was a (laughs) mum thank god she was a mum so she was like oh it's fine it's totally normal but even if it had been a bloke who had no experience he probably would have been so horrified by this story I would have said it anyway because yeah (laughs) wouldn't have asked any further questions it's what it is I have no shame was it did you leave a puddle it wasn't a puddle or was it kind of absorbed by the tights the tights were wet yeah the the tights were wet and I was like I cannot stay on this train all the way to work because maybe it'll smell I don't yeah, know yeah. so oh. it was just it was just really unpleasant. embarrassing deeply yeah. unpleasant deeply deeply embarrassing it never happened to me yeah. before well like your friend they don't know they yeah. don't know yeah well my main problem is actually around urgency so right. rather than actually wetting myself although things have changed with the fourth pregnancy so I'll get there but <laughs> I don't usually wet myself spontaneously but my problem is when I need to go I need to go like right, right away now. and there's like it feels like there's a real risk that I will wet myself if I don't get to a toilet and I think that actually this has been something I've had like my whole life since I was little but oh, it's really? got worse since having children that have this kind of like urgency and I have this like coping mechanism that I do, which is I basically bend down and sort of crouch, like sit on one foot, kind of one leg. It kind of stops me wetting myself if it's like really desperate. And my friends, my close friends now know when they see me doing that, that's like what I'm doing. They know what I'm doing. 
But honestly, I think I did this because it obviously works. It stops me wetting myself. But I would like pretend that I was tying my shoelace or just oh. like attending to something or like tucking my sock in because it was embarrassing. Mm. So instead of standing there like holding myself, I'd be like, oh, I'm just doing up my shoelace. But actually I was just trying my best not to wet myself. <laughs> So she wants wearing shoes without shoelaces. I know. I'd be like, just tying oh, it up. I'm just, just <laughs> scratching my ankle bone. You know, I'd like, I literally would do something to try and stop myself wetting myself, but obviously was too embarrassed to be like obvious about it. So I try and like have this little thing that I do. But, um, but yeah, now that I'm actually pregnant for the fourth time, I have recently had two accidents. <gasps> So tell it's confession me, time. Me, and honestly, when I was planning this podcast, I had no content for it. Like I hadn't wet myself. And now I'm like, I've wet myself twice, twice. recently. So I'm like, <laughs> well, at least I've got content to share. Um, but the first is actually a very sad story. <laughs> I can laugh about it's it now. It's sad, but you're laughing. I, I can laugh out now. <laughs> so I recently damaged my ankle pretty badly. I mean, that's like a whole other story of me thinking I was Ronaldo and trying to do a, a rainbow flick. Don't do that if yeah. you're pregnant. But um Anyway, so I'm currently wearing an air boot and using crutches to get around a lot of the time. But when the accident first happened about two and a half weeks ago, I couldn't put any weight on my foot whatsoever, like literally none. So I just had to hop or crawl between like my bedroom and, and the bathroom. And also I'm not used to using crutches and I'm eight months pregnant. So none of this like bodes well. So one evening I was desperate for the loo. And of course, normally I would just like go there quickly, but I couldn't because I couldn't put my foot down and I can't (laughs) use my crutches. So, and I said, I struggle with urgency. So I'm there like trying to make my way to the toilet, like hop, hop, hop. But I've got to keep stopping because I'm like so out of breath and the exertion of trying to hop at eight months pregnant. So like hop, 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 pause, hop, 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 pause. Anyway, so I'm like getting more and more desperate I get to the toilet and the it's a shower room so the floor's wet I slip over oh no <laughs> oh so I end up smashing to the floor screaming in pain and wetting myself oh, all, all in one moment time. oh my god <laughs> fully wet myself so I'm just lying there in a puddle of my own piss screaming in pain <laughs> my children are like what's what happened? happening so my youngest who's six is like what happened mommy and I was like I fell over and I wet myself and he just looked at me and went, that's really sad, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Oh, no. I didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I'm just like, can you go and get a mop, please? <laughs> <laughs> so I couldn't even go and get a mop myself. Oh. And also another thing, like a sort of offshoot of that is the only way I could get into the shower was literally crawling. So right. I couldn't put any weight on the foot. And so I crawl into the shower and I like, try and wash myself. And then I realised that outside there's scaffolding and the roofers can fully see through the window. <laughs> so they could have witnessed the entire thing. Splat on the floor, wet everywhere. New level of embarrassment. <laughs> oh no. And then the second accident was literally just the other day. And this is the very first time in my life this has ever happened to me. And it's a bit like your sniz, but this would be a a riz <laughs> a wretch and a piss oh no <laughs> a, a oh god <laughs> again really pregnancy related right. and yeah it's never happened to me before but good timing given that we're about to record this episode your body knew but i was retching because i'm pregnant and i suffer with sickness all the way through my pregnancy and so anything can set me off and it was febreze that set me off no. you know just like meant just, to be a nice smell yeah 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 but i was retching and i was retching pretty hard and then basically as i was retching i just felt this pressure of the baby you know move down yeah. and then just suddenly my pants were wet oh, no warning at all just... i did not need the toilet mm. and suddenly i was like retch wet and i was like what the hell like i can't live like that like yeah. i can't be just going about my day-to-day life like and just this. suddenly spontaneously 
having wet pants. You can't live like that. Anyway, I mean, such I've, a weird feeling. Again, not as extreme as the first one, but there was a time. <laughs> the first one's pretty extreme. <laughs> it was pretty extreme. There was a time where I was out with Ezekiel, so I'd had him yes. by this point. We'd been out all day. And not not as urgent as you, but at that point, I just really needed to yeah. go. And I remember I was hopping. I've got the car seat. It's hopping. <laughs> I'm trying to put the key in We've the door. We've got the sound effects from the seat as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hopping along. And I sneezed. Oh, no. And it it's all the came sneeze out. Is the trigger it's the sneezes. The sneezes get me. Thank God I was outside my house because yeah. it would have been really embarrassing if yeah. that would have happened like 10 minutes yeah. ago on the bus. But yeah, that, that was pretty embarrassing. And I think after that point, I was like, right, I think I need to do something yeah. about this. I think I need yeah. to speak to someone because this is actually downright yeah. embarrassing at this point. Well, so, this is the, fir- the very first time it happened to me, just literally a few days ago. But right. um, apparently it's called stress incontinence. Yes. So not like mental stress. So there's no worry that if you're like feeling really stressed out with work, you're suddenly going to start wetting yourself. yourself, It's actually a physical stressor. So stress incontinence, so from retching or coughing or sneezing. And any of these kind of like physical stressors can then cause you to have a leak if you've got weakness. But yeah, so you did seek help. I did. Yeah, so what what help did you get? You know, it was really random. So after that incident with the door, a couple of weeks after I was at the baby show, Oh yeah, really random. And there was this—I can't remember the name of the company. They—they they were just really friendly. So I started talking. I was like, "Oh, what do you do? This looks fun." And they were like, "Oh, you know, we help women who suffer with um, incontinence." And I was like, like "That's, that's me. me. <laughs> that's me. Give me all you got." Yeah. And they ended up just gifting me a bunch of free stuff right. because we were talking for ages. So um, what did they give you? They what gave the me things? a weighted ball. Yeah, right. they gave me a weighted ball. And what do you do with the weighted ball? You pop it inside you and you do your pelvic exercise. Oh, that sounds like a sex toy. Like yeah, I know, toys. I know, I know. You, you a know, weighted ball a inside weighted, your, your vagina ball. and then you have to do your exercise, your pelvic floor. I mean, tell me there's a string on it. There's a string. Oh, absolutely. Like, you're yeah, not going to yeah, have to yeah, end yeah. up in A&E with like these balls inside <laughs> you explaining that you wet yourself and you had to put them. No, that would be... No, no, no. Definitely don't have yeah. to do that. It comes with a long string. But yeah, so you pop them inside you and there was an app to go with it as well. So like it'll remind you to All do right. your pelvic floor. And actually it helped solve the problem in quite a short amount of time. That's amazing. So I didn't actually have to go to my GP yes, in the end. Yeah. I know I should have, but... Well, this solved the problem this for solved you. the problem for me, yeah, yeah, a couple of weeks after. And the also there's accident. healing going on as well. Your body's going to heal and get stronger and that's probably just helping it with its natural healing. Exactly, yeah. And then did you have any problems when you had your second? Did the same problems happen? No. no. So just with your first? It was just with my first, yeah. That's so strange because I've had three, no problems, and now fourth uh, and time, I'm like, it's happening really? to me. <laughs> but I think because, you know, I was more aware of oh, this muscle is called the pelvic floor and you have to strengthen it and you have to do, you know, exercises yeah. with it, which I didn't know before. Because I was doing that after Ezekiel, I think I, I think I was okay for Eden. Yeah, that you'd actually done the work, exactly. essentially, and strengthened yeah. your muscles. Yeah, which is why, you know, a lot of people say it's actually preventable. Yeah. And I believe that. And it's incredible how quickly you manage to make a positive difference Absolutely, and yeah. fix the problem instead yeah. of just living like that for years and spending all your money on Tenor Lady. Yeah. Yeah, pelvic floor exercise is really important. And I guess one of the things that I often recommend when I'm talking to people that are expecting babies is to download the Squeezy app. Ooh, Do you know the Squeezy app? I haven't heard of this one. Um, it's an NHS app and it's free. Oh, it's fantastic. been designed by specialists, kind of pelvic health physios. And yes, yeah, this little app that you get on your phone and it, you can set reminders. So it like literally gives you a notification. Time to do your time pelvic floor. Time to do your pelvic floor, ladies. And then it's got this little like visual <laughs> that you kind of follow and yeah. like lift your pelvic floor, hold, release. And you do these exercises, you know, a couple of times a day. Mm-hmm. And then you're just, even if it's preventative, like it's you're strengthening your pelvic floor and if you have a nice strong pelvic floor, then hopefully you're not going to suffer with that. 
after your baby's born. Well, pelvic floor exercises are good for a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> sex, <laughs> incontinence, yeah, what else? Literally. And also really good for men to do as well as women. Yeah. Because men can later in life suffer with incontinence. So it is actually a thing for everyone. Yeah. And the other thing that I know of, which I haven't used personally, but is a company called LV that make the breast <gasps> Yes, pump. yes, they, they do, don't they? Yeah, they now make a pelvic floor trainer. Yeah. So it's like a little device, like you say, that you put inside your vagina. It's not balls, but it's like a kind of cone, like an acorn type of shape. Yeah. Not as big as an acorn, don't worry. <laughs> a small acorn. Um, <laughs> and you put it inside your vagina and then you do your pelvic floor exercises with this device and then it connects to like the LV app that you have on your phone mm-hmm. and it literally tracks your progress and tells you like that you, you're improving. You can see that your pelvic floor muscles are getting stronger. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't used that personally, so that's not like a personal endorsement. But what I think is really good is that there are companies using technology to develop products to help people with bladder weakness and incontinence because 10 years ago that was not the case at all Mm -hmm. so I love that there are companies and apps and like people are talking about it and actually making things that are going to help prevent rather than just yeah kind of encourage people to live with it yeah of course and also you mentioned the GP of course you can always go to your GP and I know in my area where I live you can actually self-refer straight to a women's health physio so you don't actually need to go to your GP so I suppose you can always google that or ring your GP practice Mm -hmm. to find out Mm -hmm. well I know the NHS did a massive rollout last year yeah and I was briefly involved with it through one of the other things I do maternity voices partnership but there was this massive rollout of these essentially hubs where you get information and you get all the specialists and they try to encourage the information to be given whilst you're pregnant as opposed to it just being an afterthought in your six weeks checkup yeah it's this whole big thing and there are professionals you can see and and I think again you can self-refer you don't have to wait to see the GP I think they're very big on that they're very hot on that because they know it's not something that you have to live with yeah yeah. you don't need to live with I think that's the main kind of takeaway don't need to be embarrassed by it either it's so common exactly I think that's the main takeaways like it's happening to a lot of people don't be embarrassed like share your experience with a friend they're probably going to say me too and also that you can get help so you don't need to live with that problem forever yeah but before we wrap up i've got one final question for you tinike this is something i'm asking every guest at the end of their episode and it's what message would you give your younger self it can be in relation to what we've been discussing or not anything else what would you like to tell your younger self pre-kids do your pelvic floor exercises (laughs) That's literally, that would be mine as well. Do your pelvic floor exercises. Do your pelvic floor. Um, Stop crouching down and pretending you're tying your bloody shoelace and start doing your pelvic floor exercises. That would be my message. Do your pelvic floor because it's not just about pregnancy and and incontinence as well. It's it's good for sex. Yeah. So yeah, that's good for many things. Do your pelvic floor. Do your and you can either use a free app or you can just do your pelvic floor exercises without an app the squeezy app is free and it does actually show you how to do them properly as well so there Mm -hmm. is that Mm -hmm. or you can maybe get a device however you want to do it wherever you want to do it yeah well thank you so much Tinike for being so open and sharing so openly (laughs) and being such a great guest Um, we've not even discussed all the incredible work you do through five times more and I wondered if you wanted to just share a little a bit about what you do and where people can find you thank you for having me today's been such a pleasure i'd loved talking about this taboo quote unquote <laughs> subject hopefully it's less of a, a taboo and people know that it's quite common and everyone goes through it but yes okay so five times more i am the co-founder of five times more and what we do as an organization is we're committed to highlighting and changing black maternal outcomes in the uk um, essentially so black women in the uk are four to five times more likely 
likely to die in comparison to white women during their pregnancies, um, childbirth and the six weeks postpartum period after. And we just want to find out why. And we want to put an end to it, essentially. Yeah, close that gap. Close that gap. We do this in three different ways. First, we train health professionals. We lobby the government, but most importantly for us is we give women resources and information and make sure that they feel confident for self-advocacy and so that they can speak up for themselves and, and know their rights, that kind of thing. So we're very big on making sure that black women and birthing people feel confident in that whole process of pregnancy and beyond. We've obviously got that partnership with yeah, yourselves so as do, PBC. We, that's where we've been able to work together, which yeah, has been amazing. It's been really, really good over the years. Yeah, you do incredible work and are really driving real change, so... Yeah. Thank you. And where can people find you? Okay, so again, the few different hats. Yeah, um, you have so many hats. <laughs> so many, so hats. many things. You're like, when I'm blogging, when I'm like changing the world, when I've got when my I'm business. TikToking. Yeah, yeah. Tell us, tell us all. So first and foremost is Mums and Tea. That's kind of the social platform slash personal blog site. So I share, you know, my experiences, my journey of motherhood and also have a Mighty Network, which is like an upgraded version of a, of a WhatsApp group um <laughs> and we've got all different topics and so many there's over 650 of us on there and we're just talking about things that we love as like black mothers and parents um so we've got that platform and then we've got learning with es so i also specialize in diverse educational resources because i believe representation matters for all so we do like flashcards and posters and tracing kits and you know we're hopefully going to do a book soon talk about you know black children with autism because my son is autistic and there's just not enough representation there so trying to make sure that that gap is also filled as well and yeah and obviously five times more so on instagram if you search for mums and tea you'll find everything else on there as well do you ever sleep literally um, do you ever sleep no not really um, but i will make sure that we include links to your website and all of your socials in the show notes so people can find you thank you and of course a massive thank you to everyone who has listened to this episode i hope it's given you some laughs at our expense perhaps <laughs> But most importantly, reassured you that bladder weakness, leaking, stress incontinence are very common, especially in pregnancy and after birth. So there's no need to be embarrassed. But if it's interfering with your day to day, then please get some help because help is out there and you don't need to put up with it forever. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please do share it. We are new to podcasting, so every share really helps us to spread the word. You can also tweet us at UpTheDuffPod. We'd love to hear your feedback. And if you relate to what we've talked about today or have your own story to share, we would love to hear it. Next week, I will be joined by Steph Douglas, aka the founder of Don't Buy Her Flowers, a thoughtful gift box service, all about losing your mind after having children. We're not talking about serious or diagnosed mental health illnesses. We're saving that for another time but rather the combination of sleep deprivation, exhaustion, raging hormones and overwhelming responsibility that comes with being a parent to a small person or multiple small people that can cause you to act somewhat irrationally at times. Moments of madness, we've all been there, right? <laughs> so please do tune in for that. And finally, a big thanks to the team at The Positive Birth Company for making this podcast possible. If you're trying to conceive our pregnant, approaching birth, postpartum or navigating the early years of parenting, then please do check out The Positive Birth Company at thepositivebirthcompany.co.uk or at The Positive Birth Company on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. Thank you again for listening and a massive thank you, Tina Kay, for being a fantastic guest. Thank you so much. She's been brilliant.
This podcast is sponsored by Elvi, who makes smart technology products for women and birthing people, including their innovative Elvi trainer. Did you know that as many as one in three women develop pelvic floor problems? We are working with Elvi to bust open the taboo around our pelvic floors and get us all treating our pelvic floor with a little more love. Elvi is on a mission to empower people to take charge of their pelvic floor with the help of their innovative Elvi trainer, which offers you expert designed care from home. It's so clever. The pebble shaped pod is placed discreetly inside your vagina, pretty much like a tampon, and connects to an app on your phone. And then you simply begin your exercises whilst being guided by the gamified app. You'll see noticeable improvements in as little as four weeks. Plus, it's even got patented technology that tells you if you're doing your exercises right. We've all had those little leaks or near misses after a cough or a sneeze. But with LV Trainer, you can take back control and feel confident again. It will help speed up postnatal recovery, prevent prolapse and improve bladder control. Plus, a strong pelvic floor can also improve your sex life and offer stronger orgasms. Sign me up.